Hello, everyone. Welcome to our second episode of Unscripted. We are going to be kind of going over the Super Bowl and what happened and what did not happen. Again, we just like to thank for all the support over the past month, and we will continue to put out amazing content in the future. This coming week, we do have a new episode coming out on Friday about Australian rules football. And go ahead and look at our social media pages because we will be unveiling our new logo. Now let's get started. So obviously, this Super Bowl was a little bit lackluster than what I think a lot of us thought it was going to be. So I just want to get the guys' opinions on whether or not this was a letdown or if this was kind of what they expected to happen. Dom, let's start with you. In my opinion, it depends on what kind of football you like to watch. If you like a defensive game, I know the the Bucks ended up putting up 31 points, but if you like a game with a lot of defense – you probably enjoy this game a lot considering how well the Bucks defense played. If you're hoping for a shootout with the Chiefs offense, the way that it's structured, I can definitely see why this would be a lock, um, not lockdown, a letdown. Yeah, the Chiefs only putting up nine points, really unexpected. I was expecting the game to be a lot more high scoring. So in my opinion, it was it was a letdown, but I guess it's all relative on what kind of football you like to watch. Yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, it was kind of a big letdown. I thought that um, I did have the Chiefs winning, but I thought that it was going to be a higher scoring game on both sides. I mean, obviously, the Buccaneers kind of held up their end of the bargain, but the Chiefs only being able to put up nine points, that was kind of disappointing, but also impressive from the Bucs standpoint. So what do you think, David? I think it wasn't as much of a letdown as many people think. Because I'm basically comparing it to what happened a few years ago with the Patriots and the L.A. Rams, where neither team really put up any points. At least in this occasion, somebody was putting up the offense that I'm guessing many people were expecting. I think that was just more of a letdown from the Chiefs specifically, more than just the game as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I can get that. I mean, obviously, it kind of it depends on your perspective of who you wanted to win or, or kind of what mm. game you thought going into it as well. Kind of sticking on that, like, let down kind of category of talk, of thinking, do you think that Mahomes' teammates let him down or did Mahomes let his teammates down? What do you think, David? I think that Mahomes' teammates let him down more because I think Mahomes – did everything that he could have done to try and win. However, the offensive line was not there. They were basically a tin can compared to the defensive four, essentially, because that's all the Bucks really ever did was rush four. And the wide receivers outside of maybe Travis Kelsey were non-existent. And honestly, I think the defense did their best, but because of the offense – not holding up their end of the bargain they kind of got worn down by Brady and the Buccaneers yeah I mean I I I can agree with that definitely I I I think that his teammates let him down I think that's that offensive line let him down obviously they had their struggles all night out of position they had backups so that's always going to be rough but you got to play better than that in the Super Bowl you gotta Mm -hmm. you gotta help your quarterback give him an opportunity to stay upright and not have to keep running around and I mean at points he was running you know 15 20 yards back just to try to make something happen so and to kind of break off on that i mentioned in the last episode too that it was basically whoever stepped up the most was ready Mm -hmm. to step up yeah what do you think Dom? mahomes is definitely more let down by his teammates and you know we we 
can keep talking about the offensive line. They were obviously let down, but for being a bunch of backups, it's kind of, it was kind of expected that he wasn't going to have as much time in the pocket as normal. I think the bigger letdown was their defense. And their defense hasn't been, you know, spectacular all season, but they've been a good defense. But what made them a really solid defense was they never really made that many mistakes. Yeah. And, yeah they made until mistakes. until uh, yesterday. Yeah. All the um the pass interference calls that kept extending drives. What happens when you give a, a good quarterback, especially Tom Brady, more opportunities when you're getting pass interference calls on third down? You're giving him a fresh set of downs. You're giving him great field position, and they took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So I think those definitely swung the momentum, forcing Mahomes to try to make more plays when he wasn't able to because the offensive line wasn't able to really block that long. So you're, they forced him to try to pass the ball and to force the ball downfield, but he never had time to do that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I agree with you, Dom, too, that that defense really kind of backed themselves into a corner a lot, you know, with a neutral zone infraction. I think it was Ward who tripped on the outside and ended up tripping the wide receiver, uh, Mike Evans. That was a that was a P.I. And then I don't necessarily agree with the P.I. in the end zone, but again, Tyron Matthew, you got to be a little bit smarter than that. Obviously, you want to mm. press, but you kind of have to give them the space so that you don't get those calls in the end zone and give them more opportunities like Dom was saying. On top of that, his own attitude issue to an extent with the altercation that he had with Tom Brady. Well, and you know, that one too, I, I kind of didn't really well, that, understand why it didn't get put both ways. Like him and Brady were both jabbing at each other and only Tyron Matthew got the flag on that one. So that one was a little bit of a weird one, but I do agree. They have to keep their cool. It seemed like the the Bucks were, um, they were focused the whole time. They were, they did not waver in their focus on the game. And it seemed like the chiefs came in and they were already rattled. So uh, just to kind of keep the ball rolling here, talking about defenses, I did want to, I know we kind of stated that the, you know, Mahomes teammates kind of let him down, but I think we all kind of realized that Mahomes had his limitations within the game as well too. Do we think that, you know, Mahomes choked this game away or did the Bucks defense just do, you know, that phenomenal of a job by shutting him down. What do you think, Dom? I don't think Mahomes choked. You know, he obviously wasn't able to put up the numbers that he normally does, but I think he still was able to do the best that he could given the situation. The The Bucks defense has always been good. Their front seven has been one of the top front sevens in the league all season. So if you get, if you put someone like Jason Pierre-Paul and Vita Vea and Adama Kung Su against a bunch of backups, you know, it's going to happen every time. So it, it allowed them to only rush four and have Devin White and Levante David sit back and pass coverage and mm-hmm. kind of shut down the passing lanes over the middle. So I, I think it was it was more so the Bucks defense than Mahomes actually choking. Yeah, I I had that same thought too. I mean, they, they came out and Todd Bowles – had probably one of the greatest, you know, defensive game plans in in Super Bowl history. I mean, he shut down he shut down the Ferrari. He found a way to break into the Ferrari and shut it down. So I mean, and he Andy took it for a test drive before he shut it down. So I mean it's like he he literally I, I, I don't I mean by him just being able to pass rush those four guys and drop everyone else back into coverage, you know, they could double 
triple team Tyree Kill, and they could double team Travis Kelsey underneath. And then they were forcing guys like Pringle and Hardman and Watkins to get open and Watkins with his injury. And Hardman's really just kind of, I'm going to run down the field kind of guy. He's not a slot kind of guy. And I never even heard of Pringle until now. So I just thought his name was funny because it was last name was Pringle. So, I mean, those, those, those are the guys that they were forcing to make plays and, and they aren't, they aren't normal ones to make plays during the season, obviously, especially with Sammy Watkins being injured. And then they just weren't able to run the ball. I mean, like they, they shut down the run game until probably like the last quarter, but I think they were kind of letting them get away with running the ball. Cause they'd rather them run for six yards than chunk them for a 40 yard pass. So. Well, the Chiefs have never been. Go ahead. You're fine. Finish your thought, though. Well, the Chiefs have never been a run-heavy offense. They've never needed to run the ball. But going back to Todd Bowles' you know plan for the defense for the game with a fully healthy Chiefs offensive line, I don't think his plan would have been as successful because the Chiefs had, if their line's fully healthy, they have a very solid offensive line. Yeah. So they wouldn't have been able to get as much pressure as they did. So Mahomes would have had more time to sit back there and Tyreek Hill would have gotten open. Travis Kelsey would have gotten open. McCole Hardman would have been open. I almost disagree with you on that one because the last time they played, they tried to rush more than four. And they the problem is, is they weren't able to, you know, attach as many people to Hill and Kelsey. But I think even with a full strength offensive line, they still would have been able to rush those four. They may not have gotten like as good of pressure but they would have been able to lock down those deep routes with Hill and Hardman and forced him to, you know, take those three yard passes to Kelsey if he was even open or, or try to hit Watkins who's injured, like I said before, or try to hit Pringle proven in that situation. So I, I, I think that, you know, that we probably would have seen them get a touchdown or two with that offensive line, but I don't know if we would have seen any different of a game from that offense because that defense, that defensive plan was just, Literally, they bottled them up. I mean, they kind of took a lot of what they probably saw the Browns do into that game as well. So what do you think, David? Do you think Mahomes choked, or do you think the defense of the Bucks was just perfect almost? <laughs> Honestly, I would just be reiterating kind of what you guys said. So to boil it, not necessarily boil it down, but to just kind of simplify it, I think that Bucks defense, although they did perfect, perfectly well for the Super Bowl, I think that they also kind of got lucky with, in the sense that, yeah, the offensive line wasn't there for the Chiefs O-line or the people weren't there for the Chiefs O-line, let me put it that way. So I think that they just took advantage of the opportunity given to them and just Mahomes was trying the best that he could. Yeah. Alrighty. So let's move on to the next topic. So this next prompt is going to be kind of a little bit of a long one, might need a little bit more of an explanation, but I just kind of want to get the guy's opinions on the fact that Brady beat Mahomes head to head in a Super Bowl, is this going to be harder for Mahomes to kind of catch Brady one day in that GOAT discussion? Or is Brady too far ahead now? Is he unpassable at this point? And if he's not unpassable, kind of what would Mahomes have to do? Or if it's not Mahomes, what would somebody else have to do to pass him in that GOAT conversation for, you know, uh, the NFL? I'll start with you, David. I'd probably say that Brady is kind of a little too far at the moment. I'd say that Mahomes would probably have to really change the NFL for him to actually even be up for discussion at this point, because that's just how far Brady is away from him. 
in terms of the discussion. Do I think that he can eventually catch up and actually be a part of that? I think he can be because obviously he has proven time and time again that even with a double-digit lead, you can never count out the Chiefs. Now, could that also be accounted for the people that are on his offense? Yeah, you could definitely account that too because we've seen Brady work with far less than what Mahomes currently has. So I think that I don't think that he will beat or match Brady's amount of championships if he kind of does what the I don't want to say the LeBron fact essentially the factor in the sense that if he can kind of beat Brady in those other records that are up there with that Brady is up there with or even owns, then yeah, you can start to see him slowly picking away and entering that GOAT discussion. Because it was kind of like the LeBron James, Michael Jordan concept. I don't I don't know if I agree with that, but I'm going to let Dom give his answer first, and then I'll kind of give mine last here. So I think Brady's too far ahead. He's, he's done it too good for too long. I don't think we're ever going to see a, another quarterback have as much success as Brady. As great as Mahomes is, you know, he's probably the most talented quarterback that we've ever seen. I just don't think, I mean, he, it, it was really a perfect combo with him in, in New England, you know, with him and Belichick, you know, for the first 20 years. And I just don't, we're just never going to see that kind of success again from a single player. Will Mahomes win a couple more Super Bowls? Yeah. Is he going to get to 10 and win seven? No, I, I don't, I don't think we're ever going to see that again, but I, I do think he's going to win at least three maybe four. Yeah, the only reason I said I, I didn't agree with your last point there, David, was just because I I don't think that these guys are I, – I don't think comparing them to Jordan and LeBron is the right discussion. I think if, if once Brady's retired, if there's another quarterback that comes up and they're able to have like – you know, at, I guess at this point LeBron probably has – He's a couple championships behind and he's kind of ellipsed Michael in, in some of the stat categories. So if a quarterback's able to do that, I think that that would be a better comparison. You know, Michael. That's what I was trying to kind of LeBron. get at. I, oh, okay. I don't know if I was stating that correctly. Okay. But I was trying to say, I was like, I was trying to say, I don't think he'll ever reach the amount of championships as Brady has gotten to. But if he picked at kind of like the. Well, I'm, but I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes isn't, would not be the LeBron to, you know what I mean? Brady's Jordan, because the problem is, is that Mahomes and Brady got to play against each other. LeBron never got to play against Jordan. So if we're sitting, you know what I mean? I guess you, if you wanted to compare somebody, you could, you could be like, this is, this is Kobe in Jordan. You know what I mean? Like if, if, um, if Mahomes is able to win, you know, four or five Super Bowls and kind mm. of be up there stats wise with Brady as well too over their career, then maybe you can be like, oh, well here, you know, here's Jordan, here's Kobe. And then eventually maybe if we wanted to use that, you know, analogy, keep going, there's going to be a LeBron at some point. But mm. I, that was just the first thing that kind of came to mind yeah, no, considering uh, that's what most people really talk about in terms of like the basketball greatest of all time. Yeah, I, I, I can see where that, that comes from as well, too. And then on the point, is he too far ahead for me? I I want to say right now he is. And later, you know, in, in this podcast, we'll kind of get into the fact of whether or not we think Brady could repeat next year. But I think there's a good possibility that we could see these two guys in the Super Bowl again next year. And if Mahomes is able to beat Brady next year, 
then they're they're tied one one against each other. And then if Mahomes is able to get five or six Super Bowl wins and kind of pass Brady and all those stats, you know what I mean, all the records that he pretty much has at this point, then I think that we could start talking about Mahomes as being a you know the GOAT or in that discussion. You know what I'm saying? But if Mahomes is never able to beat Brady, I don't care if he wins. He's he's gonna have to win ten Super Bowls for us to really sit there and be like, okay, he's probably the goat at this point. But you know, he lost to Brady. He lost one, so you can't go up against the goat and lose and then be in that discussion as the goat. Yeah. To me, that's just my opinion about it. He'd have to come back and beat him next year in the Super Bowl if that was even possible, just so that they could. You know, what I mean, they could even the score, and then Mahomes would have a better chance of being back in that discussion again one day when he was when his career was coming to an end. Did you guys have any other comments or anything on that one? No, no. no. I just for our listeners, you know, go ahead and take one of our. Uh, we're we're gonna go ahead and you know make a post about this episode being out. Go ahead and comment on that and let us know what you think. Do you think Brady's already too far ahead? Do you think there's a pathway for Mahomes, or do you think that anyone else could catch up and what pathway might they have to take? Because I think that would be an interesting topic and an interesting, an interesting opinion to get from other people as well, too. So before we kind of finish this episode talking about Brady and his future, I just kind of wanted to get your guys' opinions on Gronk. There are, I would say, a varying of opinions on his you know, career and whether or not he's a Hall of Famer or if he was already a Hall of Famer before this Super Bowl. But as of right now, he has four. So do you think that he is a hall of famer after this or he was already a hall of famer before this and this is just adding to his already great career what do you think dom in my opinion he was already a first ballot hall of famer now he's top five all time in receiving yards for a tight end currently sitting at eight thousand five hundred yards you know you you don't put up top 10 all-time numbers and uh, he's only been in the league 10 years 10 11 years he hasn't been in the he's been in the league for a while but he hasn't had a very long career as someone like you know tony gonzalez jason Witten, or antonio gates had and yeah. he was still able to put up you know top 10 all-time numbers and that's with taking a year off mm-hmm. you know he came out of retirement to play this year and really if you think about back this, and won another super bowl he really didn't receive that much this year he came back and said he was just a blocker so he really yeah. he really didn't add much to his stats this year all most of that stuff was already was prior to this exactly um, yeah so i think he was already a first ballot hall of famer mm-hmm. winning yet another super bowl just puts the icing on the cake yeah yeah i'd be kind of in the same boat with Dom there as well. And the fact that he was definitely, if you didn't think that he was already on the first ballot before, he was definitely at least really, really close. So this probably, for those that put him kind of like the, like the one or two second ballot for some odd reason that they did, this definitely put him on the first ballot Hall of Famer for them. So... That's kind of just where I stand on that. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree with you guys. I I think that he was already a Hall of Famer before this point. I just think this kind of adds to, you know, his his already kind of storied career. And like Dom said, in in, in a very short time, he's put himself, you know, in in that top 10 of receiving yards with tight ends and stuff like that, which is, 
which is pretty amazing. He's also come up big in big moments. I think that's mm. really important. When you talk about yeah. Hall of Famers, you talk about guys who have come up big in big moments and they've made big plays. And you talk about the Super Bowl, two receiving touchdowns. This is a guy that came back and said he was going to be a blocker and he caught two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. So yep. he is he is a Hall of Famer. Um, and and he not be- to mention or not to forget or anything, a lot of those, like a lot of the trophies that Brady had gotten, you couldn't really say Brady or just Brady. You had you basically had to include Gronk into this as well. Yeah. I'm not trying to take anything away from Brady or anything because what he's done is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But a lot, I feel like a lot of these included Gronk as well. Like it went hand in hand almost. Well, you gotta, you gotta think too. Like honestly, other tight ends have had more of a, will probably have a longer career than he has because when he was in New England with Brady, he was really the top receiving threat as a tight end. So he was. That's what I was trying to kind of get at. Yeah, he was getting a lot of the gritty yards. So he was getting hit a lot. He was, you know, by linebackers, by defensive linemen. He was doing a lot of the hard work. So you talk about his career being so short and so successful, you know, imagine if they had a few more guys that Brady could throw to, you know, maybe Gronk would still be in a place at this point where he wouldn't have retired because he was in so much pain and had so many injuries. And maybe we'd be talking about one of the best tight ends. I still think he's one of the best tight ends of all time, but statistic wise, Mm. he'd be one of the best tight ends of all time on paper. You know what I mean? Which unfortunately is a lot of times what these guys look at when they're talking about hall of fame inductions and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, going off of uh, what David said, a lot of the success that Brady's had in the second half of his career, you you could see a correlation to when Gronk enters the league and joins the Patriots and then the success that they have, you know, after that, because people forget that there was a couple years where the Patriots made the playoffs, but Tom Brady was losing to he was losing in the second round or the AFC championship game. There was a couple of years where they didn't make it to a Super Bowl. And then they get Gronkowski, you know, in 2010. And they go to the Super Bowl almost every year mm. since that. He and goes, not to, he goes not to forget, uh, Hernandez was also in there, too. All right, well, we probably yeah. bring him up, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't mention him. But but anyway, like Dom's over here being like, oh, they didn't make the Super Bowls for a couple of years. <laughs> oh, no. Well, <laughs> yeah. It, it literally. It's like a, like a three-year span where they didn't make the yeah, Super Bowl. He literally took the Patriots to the Super Bowl like for almost half his career he was there, which is mm. a phenomenal accomplishment as well, too. But yeah. yeah, just to keep this ball rolling, I know I mentioned it earlier, but do you guys actually think that there's a possibility that Brady could repeat next year? Do you think he could bring this team back to a Super Bowl and they could repeat? Do you think they're the favorites, I should say? Whether they're, they're the kind of like the favorites, I have no idea. But do I think he could actually bring them back? Yeah, I think it's a legit possibility. As long as the offensive line is there and can kind of protect them. I think that it just circles around the offensive line and their ability to do their job. Okay. What do you think, Dom? You know, over the years, I've learned not to bet against Brady. Yeah. So, so I'm going to say there's no evidence to suggest that he can't. You know, you look at, you know, the young talent that this team has, especially on the offensive side of the ball with Godwin, if they can bring him back. But then you got Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, 
Gronkowski is probably still going to be there, but then they're also they're going to get Jordan yeah. Howard back. You know, that's just another weapon for them to have. But mm-hmm. then you look at that defense, you know, even if there is a slight drop off in play from Brady, that defense is going to be good enough where they can carry Brady. You know, it, it can kind of be like uh, the Broncos with Peyton Manning. He was able to win a Super Bowl, but we all know it was really that defense that won them the Super Bowl. So I don't see why they why they couldn't. My my opinion is is I think that they are the favorites, and this is what I'll say. I think they're going to run it back pretty much. They might not have a few like guys on the back end of that roster, but I think the possibility of winning another championship is going to want to, you know, Leonard Fournette's going to want to stick around. I think AB is going to want to stick around too. I think that um, obviously he's probably going to want a payday, but at the end of the day, go get another ring. You know, you've already got paid. Gronk's already said he's coming back. Brady's already said he's coming back. And that defense is pretty much going to stay intact. You might see some of those older guys kind of drop off maybe just a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think that that team is one of the most well-rounded teams within the NFL at this point, other than maybe, you know, uh, the Cleveland Browns, we got to see what they look like back with OBJ. And then, um, you know, obviously if the, t- the, the Titans can kind of retool their team around a little bit um, to kind of help out in the passing game. But other than that, that is probably one of the most like well-rounded teams as they, as they sit. So, and then just to kind of go into this last question, how much longer do we think that Brady is actually going to keep doing this? I mean, there's been so many things you hear like Max Kellerman talk about the cliff, but at this point he's going to be 45 next year at some points. And he doesn't really seem like he's dropped off or slowed down a whole bunch. There is a possibility that he could be done after next year because he, he this is the last year of his deal. But do you think that he would keep playing? And do you think that he could keep playing? What do you think, Dom? You know, over the years, he's always said that he wants to play until 45. You know, if he doesn't, He's such a competitive person where if he's able to play, I don't see why he would stop. You know, if, if he puts up similar to numbers next year as he did this year and they make the playoffs, don't make it to Super Bowl, even if they win another Super Bowl, if he's still physically able to play and play at a high level, he's going to play as long as he possibly can. <laughs> Until Roger Goodell tells him to retire, I, I think he's going to – keep trying to play what do you think david while i do agree with dom in the sense that he'll try to play as long as he can i think he'll probably eventually just say all right enough is enough i've had a long enough career because i think that the biggest issue was he didn't really have anyone to kind of like follow his career really like have that younger person kind of like just step up and continue what he started. Eventually, I think he will, maybe within the next year or two. But then again, who knows? I think I, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I'm going to put a I'm going to put an age on it. I I do think that there's a good possibility that they repeat next year, or they at least make it to the Super Bowl. So I think Brady makes it to his 11th Super Bowl next year, and there's a good chance that he wins it. And I think that there's also a good possibility because of the way he takes care of himself and the way that he paces himself throughout the season, kind of like how LeBron does at this point. 
I think that Brady retires at 48. I think he plays until he's 48. Only because there are lots of people that are whispering in his ear right now, especially older quarterbacks that are saying it was the biggest regret of their life that they, they thought they retired too early. They thought that they still had more left. And maybe that was in their mind, but it wasn't the real case. You know what I mean? But I think that Brady has still a lot left in the tank. There hasn't been that big of a drop-off like we've seen in Breeze or, um, you know, Rivers or Roethlisberger. You know, they kind of hit a wall and they just haven't really they, – they've just kind of started to decline at faster rates. And Brady's just kind of – you know, you'll kind of see him every couple years. He'll go down a notch, but then he just kind of evens out. And then after a couple years, he'll go down a notch and even out. So he hasn't really had such a drastic drop off. So I think if he's willing to do it and the drive is there, I, I think I think he'll play till he's forty eight. I think, you know, all those memes about him being in his fifty seventh Super Bowl at ninety years old. I mean, those are funny, but there's a possibility that we see him go to a couple more Super Bowls before I think he decides to hang it up and retire. So, but other than that, just to kind of finish off this episode, guys, we just wanted to give you some of the results from those prop bets we went over from the last episode. The one about how many times will Giselle be shown? I only saw them do the whole family shot there at the end of the game. So that one was the under. So if you bet the under, you want some money. There you go. Then we got the color of Gatorade. It was blue. So like Dom and David said, they got that one right. I got it wrong because I thought it was going to be something to do with the color of the team. But hey, like they said before, blue is best. Blue is the way to go. Then the next one, will a fan run on the field during the game? We all got that one wrong. We all got that one yeah. wrong. Oh, man. Did he Those run on the field? workers are more rowdy than I thought they would be. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think that he ran on the field because that was kind of a boring game, honestly. I mean, it was if you if you love a defensive game and the Bucks played an amazing defensive game, then you love that game. But I think that guy was a Chiefs fan, and, and he was just running out there. to so, uh, It was the there. most exciting part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> so and then uh the last one that we had was uh who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in their post-game interview? And obviously it's Tom Brady. He's a team guy, he's all about the team. He mentioned his teammates first. He he does it at this point. This dude is just racking him up on his fingers, man. So mm. I will say this one thing. I saw this video this morning, and it was one of the Buccaneers players. And he panned around and everybody was celebrating and jumping around and drinking and going crazy. And it got to the end and there was Brady in the corner over there, just packing up his stuff, not even celebrating. And he said, this man is the goat because he's already done it before. He doesn't even care. Like, not that he doesn't care that he did it, but like celebrating and having fun. He's already thinking about how he's going to win another one next year. And that is why, as much as I don't want him to be, but I respect the hell out of him. That's why he's the GOAT. And that's why we have to ask if he's untouchable at this point. So you guys have also, final thoughts? He's done it so much or to him it's just like another game. It's like yeah, yeah, all right, exactly. we, got, we got another win this Sunday, boys. Let's at this point he's us in Madden. So he's already won seven Super Bowls. He's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Not to forget, uh, I also guessed who was going to win the Super Bowl as well. Oh, you did. Dave. Oh, yeah, you did get that one right. David was right. I may uh, not have gotten the correct score, but I got who was right. Who was going to win, though. Awesome. Well, good job, David. Thank you guys for 
coming on, giving your opinions. Again, to everyone who's listening, look out this week. We're going to have a few new things changing, a new episode coming out this Friday, and a new logo coming out this Friday as well, too. So big things coming. And as always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.